Okay. We're up to Pei Zion Amid Bey's three lines in the bottom. So the Gemara, just to review where the Gemara is holding, the Gemara had said that Eid Echad is Namon by an Aguna. It's clear from the Mishnah that one person testifies that a man dies, the woman can remarry based on that testimony. The question is, where do we find Eid Echad is Namon? So the Gemara's attempt, and the Gemara eventually, by the two dots and the next Ahmed, eventually the Gemara is going to attempt B, attempt C, attempt D, and eventually the Gemara is going to come to the conclusion that they were just Mekel by Agunas. But, but before we get there, the Gemara is trying to say that the source that Eid Echon is Namon is from uh, Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Oy Hoidol of Chatasai, that Oy Hoidol of Chatasai means that if one person testifies that you did Navera and you're Shoisik and you're quiet, Yechayev a carbon. Oh, so you see Eid Echad is Neman. So the Gemara's response, and that's how we ended yesterday, was maybe you're not Neman because of Eid Echad, maybe you're Neman because you're Shaisik and Shtika Kahayda. So maybe the Neman is, is not Mitzad Eid Echad, it's more just from quiet. And the Gemara says, I'll prove it to you. Teida. I'll tell you outside that we're going to see inside. What we're going to see outside is the end of the Mishnah says that if two people testify that Yechayev a carbon, and you fight against it, and you say, no, I'm not, the Rabbanon say you don't have to bring a carbon. So, the Rabbanon argue about two people when you're chaylik, but by one person when you're quiet, they're moida. So, what's the pshat? It can't be because Eid Echad is Naman, because two people is definitely Naman, and they still feel that you're nachayev. It must be the nakuda is shtika kahayda. Can the guy just say, well, this is one eight, eight, so not the answer? No, if you're in court, if, if they take you to court, you should answer. The point is, the Gemara is going to prove that the main Nekuda is Shtika Kahida and not Eid Echad from the end of the Mishnah, where the Rabbanon argue when two people go against you and you're Chaylik, that, 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 that you don't have to bring a carbon. But one in quiet, meaning two people are arguing, you don't have to bring a carbon. But one person in quiet, you do. What's the shot? If it's because oh, the power of one witness, well, the power of two witnesses is stronger than the power of one witness, it must be that the only difference between the two is the Shtika. And it must be the shtik is the element. When I say, Tate, I'll prove it to you that the main point of why you're Naman is not because of Yerechah, but because shtik kaidah, because it's as if you're Maidah, Diktani, Seifa, because it says in the end of the Mishnah, two people come and testify that you ate Chaylev. And you say, No, I didn't. You disagree with them. Potter. The Chum say you're Potter. Because you disagree with them, you don't have to bring a carbon. Rav Meir Meir disagrees. He says, No, even though you disagree, you have to bring a carbon. Now, it's not important, but we'll just run through this. Amr of Meir, Meir says, why, why do I hold that if you're Chaylik, do you have to bring a carbon? He says, Well, Kavachaymer. If two people can testify and get you the death penalty, right? If two people can testify that you're Mechal Shabbos, do you get the death penalty? Yeah, under many circumstances. So if two people are power enough to get you the death penalty, they're definitely powerful enough to get you a carbon. What did the Rabbana respond? The Rabbana respond, no, because it's called amigu. That you, why do we believe you when you disagree with them? Says the Rabbanon. Ah, it's two people going against you. The answer is because you could say I did do it, but I did it on purpose. Meaning, all they're saying is that you did an avera. So you, you could agree with them, and you could say, listen, I agree with you. I just did it on purpose. No carbon. So because you can get out of the carbon by agreeing with them, migu, that you could say that. Well, now that you're disagreeing, we're going to believe you. Okay, fine. Again, the, the point of this back and forth is not really for this. Okay, we go to the next page. So, my time at Reisha, my time at Kamachayi Rabbonon. You see that the Rabbonon disagree only in the last case, where it's two people and you disagree with them. But in the first case, where it's one person and you're Shaisik, they're Moida. What's the, what's the Nakuda? Why is it that over here they're masking that you have to bring a carbon? 
So Elay Mashum de Mehemen, if it's because all oh, the power of one witness, because Eidach or Neman be Isurim, Hatshrei Baal Madav Gav Degamachish Lo Inu Mehemne the Kapati Rabbanon. Well, everyone agrees two witnesses are definitely powerful, and yet the Rabbanon still feel that if you disagree with them, it's 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 uh, it, we listen to you and not to the witnesses. So what's the what's the one factor that's changed in the first case? The Shtika. Okay, so therefore we're back to our original question, which is, what is the source that Eid Echad is Neman by an Aguna? Okay, so Gemara said, fine, I'll give you a second attempt. The first attempt was that Pasuk, but we rejected it, because that Pasuk, the main point is the Shtika. So Gemara says, okay, Svarahi, it's a Svara. So the Gemara says, there's no source, but it's a Svara. The halacha is, and this is not based on a pasuk; it's just based on rationale, that if you have a piece of meat in front of you, you're not sure whether it's kosher or non-kosher, and one guy says, hey, yeah, I saw the whole time it was kosher, he's namun. And that's just from a rationale, because you're not looking for testimony, you're just trying to figure out what happened. The guy's telling you what happened. So the Gemara says, well, if one aid is, is namun, in that scenario, one aid should be namun to say that the husband died. All, all you're doing is clarifying. So over here you're clarifying what meat this is. Over there you're clarifying whether the husband's alive or dead. So if you're Nemon for one, you're Nemon for the other. Now, the problem with that being the source is that meat and a woman who's married are not the same. Why? Because when the meat, we don't know that there's a problem here. With the meat, it's not like, listen, it's not like I, it's not like you come in and you're like, I had a piece of chaza here. Is that the same piece of meat? No, no, no. This is just time. You have a meat that comes from the store. You're like, I, I don't know which aisle I got it from. I don't know if I got it from kosher or non-kosher. I don't have any preconceived notions. So one witness is, is Naman. Over here, this is a woman who's married. She's been married for 10 years. She starts off as an usser woman. This witness is coming to say that she's no longer usser, that, that her husband died. That's more than, that. that's called Ischaziki Sura, which means that we already start off with the preconceived notion that she's Aser. You're going against that notion. That's not the same as the piece of meat case. The Gemara says, Mi dummy. Hasam lo Ischaziki Sura. Hasam hacha Ischaziki Sura. By the piece of meat, we don't have any preconceived notions. So maybe over there you're Neman, but over here you're going up against the, the, the status quo. The status quo, she's a married woman. So that, that's not the same. You know what it's actually more comparable to? It's more comparable to the following case of meat. If you have to compare it to meat, you would actually compare it to this. You have a piece of meat that I know is chazer. Like, I saw it come from the pig. Like, I saw it. And then one witness comes and he's like, that's not chazer. And what's the halacha? Do we believe him? No. Because one witness is not strong enough in that case. So the case of a woman is actually more comparable to that case, which, is, which you're not namon. So the Gemara says, take it further. You're going to compare the case of a married woman and, and testifying that her husband died. It's actually more comparable to the following case of, of meat. And that is, I know the meat is, is chalev. I know it's treif. I saw it with my own eyes. And then, And then one witness comes and he says, Nah, that's kosher. What's the halacha? You're not neman. So if anything, I should actually bring a proof from the meat case that a woman is not neman. So the Gemara rejects that point. The Gemara says, not exactly the same. Because The Gemara says, it's not exactly comparable to that case of meat. I'll tell you why. In the case of meat, if you saw the meat come from the cow, and you know that it's treif, then even if a hundred witnesses and say it's not it's, it's kosher, you can't eat it because it's called um, it's called nasal chaticha di sura. That it's sort of like because you know that it's treif, it becomes like a neder that it's treif. 
Therefore, no matter how many witnesses comes, it's going to be a it's going to be a problem. The case of a woman, if two witnesses come and say the husband died, we definitely believe them. So it's actually not exactly comparable. But we're back to our original question, which is what's the source that one witness comes and says the husband dies that we believe? It's not from the pasuk. It's not from the comparable to meat because it's not really comparable to meat. It's not comparable to the worst case of meat, but it's not comparable to the lenient case of meat either. So what's the source? So the Gemara says attempt number three. Okay, the source is. It's comparable to the following three categories. Tevel, Hegdish, and Kainamis. I'll tell you what they are outside. First of all, Hegdish means if you have something that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash, so it started off as Aser, right? And one witness comes and says, hey, that's not Hegdish anymore. Like, that's not Hegdish. Uh, you know, it, it was redeemed, or, or uh, you're thinking about another table. That table's not Hegdish. It was a different table. What's the Halacha? So we're assuming you believe him. Oh, so if you believe him over there, we'll believe him the case of a woman. The second case, that's Tevel. I'm sorry, that's Hegdish. Tevel is you have a pile of fruit that wasn't separate from and Meisers, and the one witness comes and says, no, no it, it, it's good. It's a Chumas separated. We believe him. So Tevel, Hegdish, and Koinomis. Koinomis is where you make, is you make a nether. So if you come and, and, and let's say you made a nether, you said this table is usher to me. And then someone comes and is like, nah, that, that table is motor. That wasn't, the, it's a different table. The halachas we believe. Okay. Is that a or a nether? It's a nether. So here's the, here's the shayla. So we believe, so those three cases you believe, so two of the cases of one. Let me ask you a question. How do you know you believe in those cases? <laughs> the Gemara is like, well, ha, back to, <laughs> those are Mishnayas. You tell me, oh, well, you believed in one case because you believe in the other. So how, do you, how do you know you believe in those cases? What was the, if, if a guy just comes forward and is like, hey, uh, that pile of fruit that you own, that's fruits and vegetables that you know Meister was separated, Meister, it was fine. Meister was separated. I'm telling you. Who, uh, oh, we believe him. How do you know? Back to the original question. We're trying to find sources for this. The Gemara speaks it out. The Gemara says, let's go to each one. Hi, Tevel Hechidami. What's the case of Tevel? Tevel can be one of two cases. It could either be, I have fruits and vegetables, and I'm telling you, that Truma and Meiser were separated. That's not exact case. Why? That's not equatable. Why? Because over there, I'm the owner. So it's in, in my jurisdiction to fix it. So if we believe, because I could separate Truma and Meiser, we believe that I did separate Truma and Meiser. That can't be the case. That's not comparable to a case of a woman where it's outside of my jurisdiction. It must be the cases. I'm going and I'm saying, hey, Menashe, you had a pile of fruits and vegetables. I'm telling you it's fixed. And oh, he's Namun. And the question is, well, how do you know that he's Namun? <laughs> Back to the drawing board. I, I, I don't know what that is. The Gemara says, Hi, Tevel Hechidam. What, what's the case of Tevel? Whose fruit is it? day. if I'm testifying about my own fruit, that I'm telling you that it's fixed, then, then it's fine, because it's within your ability to fix it. So we believe that. Because you could, you did. Fine. But the Gemara says, but that's not comparable to a woman. I'm coming and testifying that this woman's husband died. Was, was that's not comparable. I can't fix that. The Gemara says, El da'acher. It must be a case of acher. The Gemara says the case must be acher, meaning I'm coming and testifying about your fruit. Now, the same question. Can I separate Trumas and Meisters in my field for your field? It's a machloikis. I definitely can't go into your field and take away Trumas and Meisters for you. That, that I'm not allowed to do. But let's say you have 100 apples. Yeah? Trumas and Meisters is, let's say, uh, a, a 50th. Yeah? It's 40, 50, 50. Let's go 50th. I take two apples in my field, and I'm like, I'll help him out. These are trimmers for him. Are you allowed to do that? It's a machlaikis. 
Now, if you hold you're allowed to, then when I testify that your fruit is fixed, it's again, it's because I could do it. If I hold I'm not allowed to, then how do you know that one person is believed? You're back to the drawing board. It's like, oh, it's believed in that case. Well, how do you know? The Gemara says... If you hold that I can separate shumas and ices for you, and the reason why I'm believed is because I could I could fix it, and therefore because I could I did. Yeah, it's still not comparable to the case of a woman. And if you hold that tzarech das bailim, meaning that tzarech das bailim means that you cannot separate shumas and ices unless you have um, you cannot separate shumas and ices unless you have uh, permission from the owner, meaning so I can't separate shumas and for you, and I'm testifying that you fixed it. And what's the halacha? You're assuming that it's namon. Again, how do you know? The Gemara says, "I know you How do you know? We're back to the same question. We're trying to find out how. It, how do you know an eidachad is namon? Oh, he's namon over there. But how do you know over there that he's namon? This same question is going to be for tevel, for hegdish, and for kainamis. Let's go to hegdish. Hegdish. What type of hegdish? Hegdish could be two types of hegdish. It could be called kedushas domim. Which is, hegdish could be kedushas domim, which is where um, you don't think that the, the, it's the the item has uh, a lower level holiness. It's where the base hamikdash owns it and it owns its property and it owns its rights, but it doesn't actually bring it on the on the on the carbon. Let's say a horse. I, I make a horse hegdish. Obviously, it's not going to be a carbon. It's a horse. That horse has what's called kedushas domim. The halacha is, you could desanctify. Kedushas Damim onto cash. So again, same thing. If I'm testifying that this horse is no longer holy, yeah, because I could sanctify it onto cash. And because I could, I did. And if it's an actual animal that's a carbon, Kedushas Guf, then how do you know you're Naman? It's the same question. You understand? The Gemara says, Hegdish Nami, Ikedushas Damim Italy. Now, Kedushas Aguf, let's say you have a cow that's an animal that's right for a carbon, so it has the highest level of Kedusha. And I come in, I testify, not holy. The answer is, whose cow is it? If it's mine, I can't desanctify it. But you know what I could do? I could be mater neder. I could get a rov to do ataris in the darim, and that would desanctify the cow. Again, but because I could do it, we believe that I did do it. So that's not comparable to a singular witness testifying about a woman's husband dying at war. The Gemara says... Uh, so what's the case? The case is where I'm testifying that you own a cow, that you sanctify as a carbon oila, and you did ataris nadarim, and we're namon. And the same question, how do you know you're namon? The Gemara says, he gufam in olam. Same thing, koinamis. Koinamis means you take a, 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 an item and you say, koinamalai, it should be usher to me. There's a machloikas when you do koinamis, is it just that there's an iser on the item for you to use, or does it actually have sanctity of the Beis HaMikdash? It's a machloikas. Let's go through the same thing. If it has sanctity, then you could desanctify it onto cash. So that's why you're Nemon. If you hold that it doesn't have sanctity, and it's just an Isser, then how do you know that you're Nemon? If you hold that Kainamis have sanctity on it, then the reason why you're Nemon is because you could desanctify it onto cash. If you say no, it doesn't actually have holiness, it's just an iser. So, well, who made the who made the nether? If you did, you could do a tarasadarim. If someone else did, and you're saying that he did a tarasadarim, back to the same question, how do we know that you're believed? The 
So we're back to our original question, which is, how do you know that a woman is believed to testify? A woman is, how do you know that a, a single witness is believed by the testimony of a dead husband? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. It's a very strange answer, and the Gemara is going to instantly reject this. You know why we believe her? Again, one witness comes forward and says, Hey, Rachel, your husband died. We, we, we believe. Yeah? Hey, Hannah, your husband died. We believe, yeah? So the question is, where, where, where do we find such a thing? I'll tell you why we believe. What's a halacha if, let's say, the husband shows up after one witness, so she has to leave both husbands? So he said, why does she have to leave both husbands? L'chora, the second husband, you're right, that was just nus. First husband, she was always married to. Why should we have to leave him? So we said in the mission yesterday because she's no, no, but but it's considered like an onus. It's like a rape. Why? Why? The answer is says Rashi, she should have to investigate. And yesterday we were asked what exactly is someone. I think you had asked what exactly is the. Or she for, should have to what investigate. She should have to look oh. into it. Meaning, so when one witness comes forward and says, "Hey, your husband died," she it's on her to investigate. So if she didn't investigate properly, then we penalize her. So says the Gemara, you want to know why we believe one witness? Because we know she has to investigate. She'll probably investigate properly. So we believe one witness because we make her investigate. That's not a real... That's not... So, so don't... It's like, it's like, it's like why do we believe one witness? Because we're, we're assuming she has we make her investigate. Huh? But then we're assuming now that she has and will, as opposed to... You know, I feel like there's another... There needs to be a, another layer of bedika, if you will, on the woman as well. well it's it's also just yeah, that's true, but it's also strange kastam. It's like, why do we believe one witness? Because one one witness comes and we believe him, then we're going to make her investigate. So don't so, so, so don't believe her and don't make her investigate. Well, it's like, well, how, why do you believe one witness? Well, because once we believe one witness, then obviously she's going to investigate. Exactly. Meaning, so it's like it's like why do you believe on witness? Because the ball already started rolling. So stop the ball from rolling. Like so, don't, so don't make her investigate and don't believe on witness. It's like we believe on witness because that makes her investigate. So don't make her investigate and don't believe on witness. Go back. To, like we believe on witness because we started the ball rolling. So don't start the ball rolling. Like what, what what's going on over here? The Gemara says, So the Gemara answers. You know what the answer of all this is. It's the famous answer. There is, we believe one witness for Aguna purposes. Now, by the way, the Rishayinim have a whole to do, which is, if she's an Ish, what is? how did the Rabbanon have the Koyach? Right? Meaning, for Aguna purposes, we want to allow women to remarry. And Aguna, by the way, does not mean our Agunas of a guy's just a jerk who doesn't give his wife a gift. We're talking about the guy leaves, we don't know whatever happened with him. So in order to avoid, to make it easier for women to remarry, we'll accept the testimony of one person, we'll accept the testimony of a woman, of a slave, non-apostolatus. So the Rishonim do, do ask at Shiloh, which is, what's the functionality of this heter? Meaning, how do the Rabbanon have the ability to basically cancel a marriage for Aguna purposes? So Rashi says that the way it's working, it could be it's working like a retroactive annulment, because you say, it's Kedush and Mekadish, that you're Mekadish with the Das, that it should be sanctioned by the rabbis, and if they choose to desanction this wedding, then they could annul it retroactively. But it, it, other Rishonim don't like this approach. 
but it's not something that um, you know. It's not something that uh, you could apply in other scenarios. You have to every every once in a while you'll have rabbanim who'll pop up. Uh, uh, you know, there's an aguna from Brooklyn. The husband doesn't want to give it away. Forget. So they say, ah, annul the marriage. It doesn't work like that. This is something that uh, it, it, it's not, it doesn't work like that at all. But anyway, that that's the concept. Well, you might have the issue like we had in the Gemara two days ago with. Uh... That that case where they where the woman got married and the, and, and, yeah. and, and the husband for sure yeah. yeah for sure um, now okay so now that was not the hard part that was actually the easy part of the battle so let, let's go <laughs> back there that, at least to me um, okay so it's like this it's just a cheshbon the Mishnah said teitze mizo miza okay that if if you marry based on one witness. And the husband shows up, you gotta leave both. That's what the Mishnah said. Amirav, So Rav speaks it out. It's only true if you married based on one witness. Now, okay. Now, this is clear from the Mishnah. Let's say instead of marrying based on one witness, two witnesses come and say the husband died. She remarries, she marries based on that testimony. Then the husband shows up. So what's the halacha? She doesn't have to leave both marriages, she just has to leave one. So I, if I'd ask you which, no, so if I'd ask you which one, so the Pashib shot is she has to leave the second one, because the second one is not a real marriage, because she was always married to the first husband. The Gemara does not understand it that way right now. And the Gemara understands it means that she could leave the first marriage, and she could stay married to the second one. That's the Gemara's assumption right now. And the Gemara will eventually change that assumption, according to Rav Ashi, about half an Amid from now. But till that point, if, understand the case. Two people testify that her husband dies. She, she was married to Reuven. Now she marries Shimon. Reuven shows up. And the Psak is, stay with Shimon. So the obvious question is, what do you mean stay with Shimon? Reuven's right there. He's like staring at you. So the Gemara says, again, if it's one witness, you got to leave both marriages. But because it's two witnesses, you could stay with Shimon. Stay with the second marriage. So the Gemara says, They made fun of it in Eretz Yisrael. They said, This first husband is standing there. She can stay with the second husband. That's a pella. Doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, The case is, we don't know if this is the husband. Oh. Meaning the guy shows up, he says he's the husband. We don't really know. But he's 10 years older. Oh, wait a minute. If we don't re- Fine. So we don't believe that he's the husband because he doesn't look the same. So why, by when it's one witness, do we believe him? I mean, the whole premise of the mission is that we, we clearly know this is the husband, right? When it's one witness, you got to leave both marriages. Set two witnesses, yeah, you could stay with the second. Why? Because you don't really believe it's the guy anyway. If you don't really believe it's the guy, then why are you leaving on the first marriage? The Gemara says, The case is, two witnesses come, the wife doesn't recognize him. But two witnesses come and say, this is your husband. We were with him the whole time. He just looks different. What's the source that someone could look different? From Yosef at Tzadik. The Gemara says, Right? Yosef recognized them. They didn't recognize Yosef. Because now he has a beard. Meaning. Oh, so this is the case. The case is, in the Mishnah, she remarries with one witness or two. The husband shows up, she doesn't recognize the husband, but two witnesses come and say, this is your husband. So when it's, when she married based on one witness, so the two witnesses beat the one witness, she has to leave both marriages. But when she married based on two witnesses, so she has her two witnesses that the husband died. These two witnesses say, this is the guy, is your husband. Two against two, she could stay status quo with the, with the second guy. Here's the problem. If it's two against two, yeah, it's a suffix deraisa, right? Isn't it a suffix? You know what Avera you get? What carbon you get for staying with a... I mean, this guy, 
Two witnesses say the husband died. Two witnesses basically say the husband's right there. The first husband. But we're saying, you could stay with the second guy. Why? Isn't that like, don't you have to bring like an Ashram Tali? Like it's a Suffolk Ashish. So the Gemara, by the way, they're very, uh, d- these are difficult sukis like Be'in to understand the rationale behind what I'm about to say. The Gemara says, Saif, 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 Treva, Treinenu. But Lamais, at the end of the day, it's two against two. It's two against two. Entering that force field that is the kitchen without a door. Saif, Saif, Treva, Treinenu. At the end of the day, it's two against two. So you have two witnesses that say the husband died. Two witnesses say the husband's right there. So you say, ah, you could stay with him. But the question is, why? Go to the next page. Huh? Oh. Oh, so the Gemara says, Habala ba'ashem talikoi. Isn't it ashem talikoi? Meaning, she's got, she's got her second husband. She's got was a shimon. She and shimon are staying together, and they're like, well, this is kind of uncomfortable, because isn't the husband, like, like potentially right there? You should bring an ashem talikoi. So the Gemara says, Amr Sheshis, The case is, that the second husband is one of the witnesses that said that she died. Which, by the way, seems like a conflict of interest. But what, what it tells you is, he is confident. Meaning, meaning the, second, the second witness, he doesn't have to bring a carbon, which, by the way, it's clear from the sugya that bringing an ashram taloi is a little bit based on your doubt. You understand? It's like a very strange thing. The Rishonim and the Acharonim, it's like B'i and Sugis of trying to figure out exactly how to understand Ashram Tali. But the Gemara is saying, shouldn't the witness bring an Ashram Tali? He's living with a woman that potentially, there are two witnesses. The answer is no, no. Because he's the one who testified the husband dies. He's confident. So for him, it's, meaning, it's, it's an Ashram Tali to you, but it's not an Ashram Tali to him. Meaning, to him, it's not a doubt. So the oh, so Gemara is like this. Okay, so let's say, so fine. So he's confident. But how is she confident? So the Gemara answers, she's also confident. She's confident that it's not her husband. She, he, he's confident that it's not the husband so therefore it's not just two against two it's two against two but it's two against two but they're confident so it's two against two plus the woman's confidence so that, that, oh, that allows that, her to stay it's two against two but she's confident and therefore, we are, okay, I told you, I'll, I'll be like the be in like the be in sugyas is a lot here. So now there are two of these, two of these three of them. This is like, though, right? like we're getting to that point of like where you're like, you see where Dafyomi ends and be in begins. You're right. That, you're right. But this is interesting to show you how they look at Oshim Tully. No, no. I am not he, he's just a guy. Well, of course he's going to say that. So of course he's going to say that he's not yeah, dead. What's his alternative? I'm a ghost. No, no, no. I, I hear what you're saying. But it's interesting. I, I don't know. But the point is, so because it's two against two, but she's confident she could stay with the second husband. Again, this is the Gemara's assumption right now that when Rav says she could stay, it means to stay with the second husband. So the Gemara says like this. The uh, projector, which the boys broke. The Gemara continues. Ihachi. <laughs> Oh, so the Gemara says, fine. So what's the case of Rav? When Rav says that when two people, when she could stay with the second husband, it's where it's two against two, but she's confident and he's confident. And she could stay. So the Gemara says, Akasha, that we're all thinking, then my Lamembra, what's the Chiddush? Isn't this Pashit? By the way, to me, not Pashit at all. Like, at all. But the Gemara is like, this is so obvious. Why do you even have to tell me? The Gemara says, well, how do I know that it's obvious? Because Rabbi, Nach, Rabbi Menachem Berav Yossi and the Rabbanon have a similar machlokas, but they all agree in this scenario that she could stay married. So the Gemara says, so what's the Chiddush? That you could stay married? It's Pashid. 
Even Rabbi Nachman Rabbi Yossi, who said in a similar scenario that she has to get divorced, he only said his din when she married after having the testimony. Meaning, in this case, there's two witnesses that say he's dead. There's two witnesses that say he's alive. She's confident he's dead. The witnesses, the husband's confident he's dead. Everyone's confident he's dead. So what's the halacha? They could stay married. Rabbi of Yossi said in a similar situation, they have to get divorced. But only when she married after the testimony that he's alive. Meaning over here, what happened is, testimony that he's dead. Then she got married. Then they showed up like, hey, dude, he's alive. The halacha is you could stay. Why? Even Rav Menachem Rav Yossi, who said that they have to get divorced, that was only in the following scenario, where two witnesses say that she's dead. He's dead. Then two witnesses come, they say he's alive. Then they marry. So that, Rav Menachem Rav Yossi says, you have to get divorced. But if you got married before, if you got married before the other people showed up, I will let it be. So what's the Chiddush? The Gemara speaks it out. Where's this Rav Menachem Rav Yossi Shita? The Tanya, Shnayim Oymer Meis. Two witnesses say he's dead. Shnayim Oymer Loymes. Two witnesses say they're not dead. And again, and the woman is confident. Shnayim Oymer Nizgarish and Shnayim Oymer Nizgarish. Two people say that the divorce, not divorce, whatever it is. The halach is Harizah Loytinase. You should not remarry based on this because it's a Shailah. The Imnis is Loytetse. The Chalam say, if you did get married, you don't have to get divorced. He says, no, you have to get divorced. And Omer Nachem Rav Yossi, Amosai, when do I say the Shit you have to get divorced? It's only when you got married. After the people testified he's alive. But Nisus Vyachach Bo Aidim. But if you if you got married and then they showed up, like our case, how is it So the question is: so what's the Khidish of Rav? Rav is basically telling you that this scenario, he's telling you you don't have to get divorced. Isn't that like everyone agrees you don't have to get divorced? So the Gemara answers a couple answers. First of all, First of all, Rav's case is. Um, they got married after the testimony. Meaning Rav, we thought Rav was commenting on the Mishnah and he was giving the exact same case of the Mishnah, right? We thought Rav's case was, they testified that he's dead, then they got married, then he showed up and they testified he's alive. The answer is no, that's not what Rav was talking about. Rav was actually talking about a case where they testified that he's dead, then they testified he's alive with the dude who they don't recognize, then she chose to get married. And Rav's saying they don't have to get divorced, not like Rav Nachman Rav Yossi. Okay, or answer number two, or another answer to the question is, you asked me, a, Rav said that you don't have to get divorced, the kashas, isn't that poshid? Isn't that, even Rav Nachman Rav Yossi agrees to that. So the answer is, Rav was telling you that halacha. Meaning, you're, it's like, it, why do you have to tell me this? Isn't this poshid? Even Rav Nachman Rav Yossi agrees to this. The answer is, well, Rav was trying to emphasize that. He was trying to tell you, this is a scenario that even Rav Nachman Rav Yossi would agree to. He, meaning you're right, it's not, it's not the biggest chiddush in the world. He was, he was emphasizing that in this scenario, even Rav Nachman Rav Yossi would agree. So that, that's, that, that, that's the, Gemara's, the Gemara's answer. Another answer? Masiv Rav, okay. Before we go weiter, we have one more kasha. One more kasha, and that is, again, we're assuming... Oh, okay, you're talking on the phone. The Gemara says like this. Here's the kasha. Okay? Kasha is like this. We're assuming, again, the case is she remarried based on the testimony of two witnesses. She had two witnesses say that he's dead, and two witnesses say that, she, that he's alive, and, and Rav's like, stay with the second guy. Yeah? And we had a kasha. Fine. I have another kasha. This Kimat same scenario, um, Rava has a brisa that says that you have to beat the guy and you have to beat the guy. 
seemingly until he get divorced. So you're telling me the second husband. Meaning, so you're telling me, you're telling me that in such a such a situation, she could stay with the second husband. But we have a brisa that's incredibly similar that says that you beat the guy. Seemingly, you beat him to force a divorce. So how could you say you stay together? Thought you have to get divorced. So the Gemara says. Masiv Rav, Rav says, I have a question. How do I know that if he doesn't want to get divorced, that you beat him? Now, what's the case? The case is this scenario, but it's specifically also, for the record, it's, um, it's, not, it's not the case of the, the dead husband. It's the case of a dead husband plus he's a Kayan. So, in, in addition to him being the second guy, it's also a Kayan. So how do I know that you, if, basically the Bryce is dis- describing like this, how do I know that if a Kayan is not willing to separate from a woman he's not supposed to be with, that you beat him, you beat him, now, what's the case? The Gemara says, um, yeah, now the, the, again, the simple shot of the Bryce is, yeah, yeah, the price just says basically that you beat a kayan if he's if he's not leaving a woman he's not supposed to be with. But the Gemara wants to know what exactly is the case. The Gemara assumes the case is our case, which is this kayan is the second guy, and she remarried and and she believes two and two and she's confident and he's confident. And what is what do we say before they could stay married? Now Rav is saying you beat the guy. So what's the deal? Are they staying together? They have to get the divorce. The Gemara says. Hey, Chidami, what's the case where you beat the Kayan? It must be this case, which is that she remarried based on two witnesses. And she married one of the witnesses, so he's confident. And she's confident. And what's the halacha? We said before they stay together, but now we're saying you beat the guy. So what's the... How do you reconcile those two? So the Gemara says uh, three answers. Isr Kuhunashani. First of all, this guy's a Kayan. Meaning, if it was just, you know, a question of adultery, we would let it be. But now it's adultery plus a Kayan. I mean, this second guy, he's a Kayan. Meaning, you know, we said that you could stay with the second guy under such a situation. I, in this case, we beat the guy because he's a Kayan. So in addition to all of this mess, you add a little plop, you add a Kayan on top of it. So we'll beat him because he's a Kayan. You don't have to marry him all the True, but for the Kedusha of Akuna to have such questions around the marriage, it's not good. That's answer number one. Answer number two, Answer number two is, it never says that we make him get divorced. It just says we beat him. No, So what does it mean we beat him? We beat him to not marry her in the first place. Meaning, it's talking about a scenario where we, we, we could have stopped the marriage. Meaning, if they got married, we would let it go. I says you beat him. We beat him so, so that they don't get married. Uh-huh. But once they get married, we're not going to make him leave. Third answer, Or another answer is over here, we're talking about a case where they got married after the witnesses, and it follows Renachem Barav Yossi, who said you have to get divorced. The other opinion, which says you don't have to get divorced, is following the Rabbonon. So it's a, a A fourth answer, and that is throw out this entire thing. This entire thing is a mistake. We started with saying that when you got married based on two witnesses, she doesn't have to leave the husband. So again, when I asked you which husband could she stay with, everyone said the first husband. 
right? Yeah. But the Gemara didn't understand that. The Gemara said, no, no, the second husband. Then the Gemara said, but wait a minute, the first husband's here. Nah, you don't recognize him. Uh, but, but, and there's two witnesses. And she's confident. He said, this was all, this snowballed all based on the assumption that you could stay with the second guy. The answer is, no, no, no. You stay with the first husband. Why? Because you were always married to him. I, you committed adultery. The answer is, when you marry based on two witnesses, that's considered rape. It's not her fault. So she could stay with the first husband. See, this whole whole snowball was buzz. Uh, you stay with the second husband. I don't understand. And then you had to like answer this and worry about this and it's cautious. And it, it, it all just got very complicated because we're making an assumption. Says Ravashi, my You stay with the first husband. Meaning, so it, it, it's very simple. The kasha is, isn't that basically what the Mishnah says? We already know this. Meaning now, like, okay, we thought it was complicated, but we thought that was a chiddush, right? You get to stay with the second husband. Like, that's a grace of chiddush. It doesn't necessarily make sense, at least to us, and it's hard to understand, but that's a chiddush. Now we're saying, no, you can stay with the first husband. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's from the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that you can stay with the first husband. And Rav said that that's the halacha. So now why is Rav saying this a second time? The answer is, The answer is, he didn't really say it a second time. He said it once, and this was just like um, a rephrasing of that first statement. Meaning, if I tell you the halacha follows Rav Avadia about a certain topic, you know, how do we pass like this? Yeah, halacha is Rav Avadia. And then you go and you say, Avi said, in the following scenario, this is the halacha. It's the same thing that I said. It's just instead of saying the halacha follows Rav Avadia, you spoke out the case. That, that, that's all that happens here. One more quick sugya, and then one more. <laughs> so a total of two. But the second one is a lot easier. This is not, not too bad. Okay. I actually thought this Gemara was easy in the first Gemara. Oh, really? This is very hard the first, like, eight times I had to learn it. Uh, okay, so l- l- the, one more sugya. It says in the Mishnah, you marry based on one witness. Yeah? So one witness comes and says your husband dies. Then the husband shows up. Everyone agrees. You got to leave both. Leave both, uh, both, uh, both marriages. Can't marry, stay with the second guy because you're not married. The first guy, because we have a taina, you should have uh, you should have investigated. Says the Gemara. Amr Shmuel. She only has to leave if she believes it's the first husband. If she disagrees and she's like, I don't, that's not my husband. Then the halach is, she could stay with the second guy. Because she got married based on one witness. And the husband showed up. We said you only have to leave if you believe. If you, she doesn't believe it's the husband, then she, she could stay. So the Gemara says, well, what exactly is the case? Okay. This guy shows up and he says, hey, I'm the husband. And she's like, no, you're not. You don't look like my husband at all. Does he have witnesses with him? So the Gemara says, well, if he has two witnesses with him, then she's got to leave the guy. All she has to remarry was one witness. Right? It's not like the first sugya. This is, she didn't have two. Right? It's not two against two. She married based on one. The guy shows up, and she's like, that's not my husband. If he gets two witnesses, two beats one, she has to leave. No question. Yeah? That, so what's the scenario where she could stay with the second guy? The Gemara says, Ki el oh, The case is, she married based on one witness, and he shows up with one witness, and the halacha is that because it's one against one, but she's confident it's not her husband, she could stay with the second guy. Okay. But, okay, fine, good, that, that makes sense, sort of. What about the following case? 
She marries based on one. Guy shows up with one witness, and she's quiet. She doesn't. She doesn't. Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't fight it. She doesn't necessarily recognize the guy, but she doesn't fight it. What's the halacha? She has to get divorced. Meaning she only stays with the second guy if it's one against one and she's fighting it. But if she's quiet, shasak, fine, we believe. Here's the kasha. And I think that makes sense. Here's the kasha, though. The kasha is, once the Torah believes one witness, isn't that enough? Isn't one witness, ke'ilu, there's two? Meaning, she married based on one witness. Guy shows up, she doesn't recognize him, but he has one witness, and she's like, oh, fine, fine. So she has to get, she has to get divorced. Why? Because the guy's here. But she also has one witness. And usually in halacha, if you have two witnesses, and, and someone brings five witnesses against you, you, you have your witnesses. You got, you got your aides. Like, so once the Torah believes one, why isn't that enough? If she brings two, it's not fine, two beats one. But she brings one. Right? He brings one. So it's one against one. So, oh, you have to leave. Why do you have to leave? I, my my edus is just as strong as yours. The Gemara says, Not just that. It's not just one against one. The Torah believes one, meaning one equals two. So if the Torah believes one equal two, that means that she has two witnesses. So it's two against one, if you think about it. You understand? Meaning, uh, this is a, a very important akuda. Generally, one is not believed. But when it comes to agunas, one is believed, which means one equals two. So she has two witnesses. The guy shows up with one witness. If anything, she's got two against one. Because her one witness is Ke'ilu, it's two. You understand that, Kasha? Because he's not, he's not testifying about Agunas. Meaning, the Torah was Mekel. When you're testifying about Agunas, one... She's saying you're not, because I'm here. Yeah, but I, I could see... I, I don't know if it's exactly the same. Wait, one second. Uh, so who, we're talking about which, which side is saying that my... Uh, the husband side is saying that uh, one witness is it's two or the, the wife side. The wife side because the, the Torah believes her. The, the, the Torah said for a heta for agunas to be lenient, we're going to accept one witness, which means one witness when it comes to heterim is like two. So she has two. This guy shows up and he says, "Now you're just identifying a person." He's saying, "No, this is the husband. And you have one witness. Why? Why? I have two. Two beats one." And again, the Torah is lenient by Agunas, so the Torah accepts the testimony of one for Agunas, so it only accepts it for the, for the wife's perspective, not for the husband's. So two beats one. So the Gemara gives two answers. Um, the Gemara says, How come I ask, by the way, if we were doing this B'yid, this would take like a month to go through these often. It's not a case of Aguna, though. Like, well, it, 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 it is, but it's not. I understand what you're saying. I, I know, I know, <laughs> I understand. It was at the time. So the Gemara says, the case is not where it's one against one. You know the case is? She has her one witness. Okay. He brings two witnesses. So he said, if he brings two witnesses, then like, what's the shaila? The answer is he brings two puzzle edus witnesses. So he brings two women. And the chiddush is. That when you're dealing with agunas and the Torah accepts, and the Gemara perceives that as an aguna shaila, which if no, 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 the Gemara will accept it even for Issa, the Gemara looks at it as aguna, not like what we said before. The Gemara changes its view, and therefore the answer is when it comes to agunas, when the Torah accepts invalid witnesses, you you go by majority. You just go by majority, meaning we don't say. No, your one is equal to two, and it's and it's or or let's say you have one man, they have two women, one man is no. You just go by numbers. Anytime the Torah, you Man go by numbers. Woman or man. 
Yeah, so you go by numbers. So therefore, the Chiddush is that when the two people come, they win. You say, it's posh it. The answer is no, because they're women. And the Chiddush is that we go by numbers. Another answer, a slightly different answer. The answer is, not necessarily that you always go by numbers. It depends who came first. If the one witness that you had was a kosher witness, then the halach is it's equal to two, and then a hundred women won't beat that. The case is, when she married based on one witness, he wasn't a man. It was a woman. So now, because the one witness that came first was a puzzle aid, then the two witnesses that come forward who are women now will take numbers into account. So it's not always that we go with numbers. It depends on who's the first witness. Okay. Uh, just I, I just want to finish the daf. Mamish, two minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, very, very big sir. Mamish, two minutes. Um, the case is like this. Uh, the halacha is that she has to get divorced from both husbands. Right? She married based on one. The husband shows up, so we said she has to leave both, but she needs a get from both. The question is, why do you need a get from the second one? The first one you're married to, the second one is just adultery. We need a get for that. So the Gemara says, I understand why you need a get from the first husband. Why do you need a get from the second one? The second one is just adultery. What do you need a get for? So the Gemara says, The reason why you need a get from the second one is for optics. Why? People are going to think she got divorced from the first one, then she married the second one, and then she just left him without a get. You, you can't basically, because people think they're married, she, people think they're married to both. They, at least they think she was married to both at different points. We can't allow a woman to just leave without a get, because then people will think you could just leave a marriage without a get. Oh, okay. The Gemara says, fine. What about the end of the Mishnah? I mean, the next Mishnah, which we're going to have in about eight Dafim. What about the case with two witnesses? Right, yeah? Two witnesses. She remarries based on two witnesses. And then the husband shows up. What do we say? You can go back to the first one. No get from the, what, don't want, no get from the second one? I thought you need to get always. The answer is, Hanami boy get. Loyalim boy get. The answer is, no, you need to get from the second one. Oh, but here's the problem. Um, what, what does that mean that happened? So she was married to the first guy. Yeah. She went with the second one. He gets a get from the second one. Then goes back to the first. You know how to do that. That's called Masagur Shaso. That's called Masagur Shaso. You're not allowed to remarry your wife when she married someone else in between. So, like, you're making her give a get, but now, now it kind of looks like you're allowed to remarry your wife after she divorces from someone else, which you're not allowed to do. So, it's like you're worried about optics. You didn't really fix it so much. The Gemara says, The answer is, Karaviosi ben Keeper. The answer is, she only had Kedushan with the second. And Rav Yossi ben Kippur Shita is. Masa Grushasa, people think, let's say you get you, you married a woman, you get divorced, and then after the divorce she had an affair, she lived with someone in sin, whatever, and then and then you want to marry her. You could do that. That's not a problem. The problem is when you divorce her and she married someone else. But says Rav Yossi ben Kippur, it's not enough Kedushin. She has to have Nisuin. Right. 
She has to have Kedushin, Nisuin, live with that other person. So the case where we allow her to go back is where she just had Kedushin from the second husband, so that she got the divorce for optics, went back to the first, and it doesn't look like Masugushaso because she didn't actually have Nisuin for the second one, so this would be allowed. That makes sense. Whoa. So, pra- so practically today, because Kedushin... Recording stopped.